I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I this is boost up before the hedges a little bit this year. Because why? Because it's the two-time national champions we cover. The reigning national champions, the defending national champions. We know Kirby Smart gets a little ornery when people call it defending or whatever. But here on this program, uh, we wanted to upgrade and augment and amplify what we do here on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Uh, this program airs every Wednesday night, going on maybe six, seven years now here on the Dog Nation platforms. I'd like to say welcome into everybody on Facebook, everybody on Twitter, and everybody also on the Dog Nation homepage. Here's what we'll have. Most nights, uh, you'll see Dog Nation, and we'll have this really cool, like, uh, produced show for about 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, if we have a live guest, we'll have a little bit different wrinkle with it, but normally we're going to try to promise you a lot of recruiting information. We're going to promise you a lot of in, a lot of intel. We're going to talk about what we think are the big five, the big stories that are going on right now. Uh, we'll usually have a Dog Nation conversation like we've had the last few weeks with the top recruit. Um, and we'll also go over the top targets and kind of the basically a reading of the green right now before the hedges with the 2024, 2025, and 26 classes on their way to play for UGA. Um, and also what, we, what we'll try to do is then most weeks, not this week, but most weeks um, on the back half of our show, I'm pop in live uh, for the last five, 10 minutes of the show. And that'll be the time to bring your guns, to bring your Q&A, everything else you got going on. Uh, how about that? How about we do that? How about that on um, Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger? Uh, first and foremost on our show this week, we're talking about a major Georgia target. That is a massive Georgia target. And I mean that literally and figuratively. I'm talking about Daniel Calhoun, four-star offensive tackle, nation's number five offensive tackle, some services, number six or seven and others. Anyway, one of the top players in the state, uh, one of the top players in the country, could work at tackle, could work at guard, 6'6", 350. He's got a new school for his senior year. One of the things we get, we remember about Daniel Calhoun to set up this conversation is, folks, he was in the front row, not the Bob Euchre seats, if you guys get that joke. He was in the front row at Sanford Stadium for the 2021 season. That's how much of a priority the dogs have made him. Different offensive line coaches have made Daniel Calhoun a priority. Um, he is our Dog Nation conversation this week. We're leading off the show with a good conversation with Daniel Calhoun, now at Walton High School. Take a look. Take a listen here on Before the Hedges. Daniel, I, I think people, people kind of associate linemen with being slow or lethargic, but I think you're right out of the gate like a sprinter setting official visits. Mm. Why are you so confident and calculating already with four official visits set already in the month of February? Mm-hmm. Um, I really just think those are like the, the main schools that are like really just contacting me and mm-hmm. like it's been the most right there. I mean, What do all those schools have in common? Other than other schools? Yeah, what do those four... What do those four schools have in common as how they were able to earn the official visit from you already? Um, really just development office alignment. Really, uh those some of those schools well those four schools really put some office alignment in the league, really good office alignment in the league. 
let's start with Georgia. Why is Georgia getting the first? I know Georgia likes to line up big time targets the first weekend in June, like air traffic mm-hmm. controllers. They try to have you know everybody there that week. Why, why did why did why did you want to give Georgia the first one? Um, I mean Georgia is really right down the road, really. So just close, you know, just like an hour drive. So it's really not that far. Trying to get the close ones. When you think about all the visits you've taken to Georgia, which one was your best one? Ooh. Or maybe yeah. the one that stands out the most. Yeah. Probably the celebration, you know, them celebrating the, the, um, national, show, the national championship, you know, um, just really just seeing them, the national championship, how they se- celebrate, celebrate them. The, fan, the fans were crazy, right? It's something where, like, the maybe on that visit, the fans kind of did most of the work, right? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people there, yeah. And it probably left the impression that, man, they really loved this football team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Daniel, what do you think you like the best about Georgia? What's the best thing there for them? Ooh. Probably, probably the coaches. You know, they have really good coaches. Coach, Coach Sales, um, Coach McGee, um, it's really because Bobo. I mean, they're they're really good. You know, came from really big programs and stuff, so really good. Coach Bobo getting the offensive coordinator job. What does that impact? Does that have on you at all? With I mean, I know Coach Munkin has. Mm-hmm. He he was that man. He was that dude. But oh, yeah. what do you think about Coach Bobo taking over the job? How do you feel Georgia will be with a new guy at the wheel? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Georgia's gonna be be really good. You know, um, Coach Bobo. He's been there before, so I think he knows. You know. I control the offense, really. Dan, if somebody watches you play, what do you hope they pick up on about what matters to you, the way you play the game? Like, what do you take pride in? Um, Really just trying to maul defenders, really. Just trying to put them on the, the backs, really. Just trying to just make my quarterback feel safe and then make my running back, like, find the holes, the big, big enough holes. Daniel, I think you have uh, – Alabama is your next official visit. Why are the tide in the mix for you? Um, also, really just development, really, in the culture. The the national championships, go saving. It's really the... Texas has one. What do you, why is Texas in getting one of your official visits? What stands out to you about Austin and the Longhorns? You ever been there? I have. Uh, I've been there for like a, a junior day last mm-hmm. year. But um, really just... Coach Floyd and, and the, other, the other coaches, Coach Choice, um, they've been really good. They've been recruiting me really hard also. And um, it's really developing me really also. Josh Heupel in Tennessee, they're also one of your four. They were one of your, I guess, very first offers. How do you feel about the way they've been recruiting you so far? Um, they've been recruiting me hard, you know. I talk to them like, every week, really. So, I mean, we really have that relationship already. Is it hard for you to gauge which school wants you the most? Like, is it like how many times they text you or call you? Or like, how would you figure out, like, if you had to figure out which schools want you the most, would it be these four? Or would it, like some some, some players tell me that attention equals love mm-hmm. or attention equals value. How do you look at that? Like, are these school four schools the ones that are recruiting you the hardest? Um, There's just some other schools, but I think these are the main four, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. And calling me and just texting me, really. So, what's the best way for them to recruit you? Like, do you need to talk to them every day, or do you need to like quantity versus versus quality communication? That's a good question. Um, really, just just trying to call. Really, I think that would be the best way. Um, just trying to like, talk to them every week, 
you know, just chop it up really. I think um, for you, what are the key criteria you're looking for in the right school? Like what, whichever school you choose, you said you're going to do it sometime in your senior year. Mm -hmm. What's that winning school? What's that school that wins out here going to have to have for you? Um, Really just development, players and coaches, relationship, and uh, people around the campus, really. Those are probably the main four. Tell me about the best player on your tape. If, you're, if your offer count went down to zero and you had to put together a new tape to get new offers, mm -hmm. what would be the play that you would show them that reflects the, the beast yeah. or the baller that you are? Um, probably last year when I was pulling, I think, against Kale, I had pulled and then I had, like, knocked the, uh, a linebacker on his back. So that was probably the one. Daniel, two last questions. One, you have brothers that play college football. Do you feel that gave you such a <laughs> tremendous head start on your goals and trying to become the first Calhoun son to make it to the league? Like, how much did that help you, you think? Um, that helped me a lot because, you know, they played in the Division One level, so they already know what's going to, like, what, they, they already been there before, so they know what, what they did and stuff like that, really. What's your favorite part of football? Ooh. Like the th thing you love more than anything else about the game? Um, really just, just putting the defenders on, like pancaking the defenders, really. That would probably be the best part. Making a man quit, that's also pretty good, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you're 6'6", six, six, about 350. Mm. Um, and I guess for you, um, we always love to ask players this. For you, like, what's your why? Why do you do this? Now, why? Just really trying to just make it to the league and just trying to get my parents a, a house, you know, a big enough house. Um, just really just trying to be like the first guy home to make it to the league, really. It's an awesome goal. Um, do you, uh, for you, like, do you have, um, you've been here at Walton maybe a couple weeks now. How's that? How's that? How's the honeymoon period? How are things going for you now being a Raider? You like these colors? What's it been like so far? Oh, yeah. It's been, it's been cool, you know. Um, it's a really big school. It's huge. Wow. Yeah, but it's been cool. You know, a lot of people treat me with love and stuff like that. A lot of new teammates want to know something about you. What do you hope they've picked up about you so far and how maybe football matters to you and mm -hmm. how maybe happy you are to be here? Um, really just not work out there, really. Just trying to win, trying to, trying to win the state, trying to win the, you know, trying to win the state. It's really... Daniel, hey, man, appreciate your time. New Walton Raider, uh, one of the best offensive linemen in the country. He's looked that way for several years. We've been watching him for a long time. Daniel Calhoun, uh, thanks for spending some time with us today. I appreciate it. All right, guys, there's Daniel Calhoun. It's funny, everybody, everybody would think that the linemen are the ones that are slow-footed or one that are not quick-twitch, quick twitch, but you look at Daniel Calhoun, folks, he had that – Official visit slate of four official visits set up by early February. That's that's uncommon. Um, and, you know, the other schools that are in the running, he said Clemson, Ohio State, Miami. Miami's the school he said that's been hitting him, hitting him up a lot. So uh, he thinks he wants to take five. Uh, he knows he's got four already set. Dude's got four already scheduled. Uh, he kind of got an idea of what he wants. Those are the school. If you listen to that replay in your ear, um, the schools right there that he re that really he gave those official visits to, those were the schools that have shown him the most value, that are recruiting him the hardest, and those are the four that are kind of standing out right now. 
Speaking of guys being on the hop with official visits, it's point two here of our big five. Big, big Daniel Calhoun, we like to start our show each and every week with five big, pertinent, you know, sizzling topics right now for Georgia football recruiting. I think what's going on with Daniel Calhoun, one of the top targets in the class, uh, certainly qualified there for the number one slot. Number two slot, here's what I'm seeing. Uh, a lot of guys are currently already scheduling, setting up official visits Folks, it's February. Uh, guys can't even go back and take more unofficials until uh, the first week of March. Junior days won't happen until the first day of March, first week of March. But you got a lot of guys, a lot more than normal, setting up their official visits. Some of the names that come to my mind: you got four-star California athlete uh, Aaron Butler. Uh, he's rated as a corner. Uh, was once committed to USC. He likes the fit at Georgia at receiver. He says that. You know, Kirby Smart tells him that there's some, some players that are really fast and there's somebody that are fast and can get open and then they can play fast and run routes fast and shed coverage and create instant separation out of breaks. Uh, that would be Aaron Butler. He tells him his official visit is set for April the 14th. And then, you, like you heard, Daniel Calhoun has June the 2nd through the 4th. Uh, DeMello Jones, another Swainsboro guy, um, Really impressive athlete in the class of 2024. He took his team and led his team to the state finals this year in Georgia Class 2A football. He's going to be in Georgia on that first weekend in June. Um, also, Malachi Tolliver out of Cartersville High School. Big offensive lineman, about 6'6 or so. Strong guy, already bench-pressing Priuses, it seems like, when you see some of his highlights and you see some of his social media. Um, he is going to set his official visit for Georgia uh, for the second weekend in June. Uh, Sammy Brown, another name uh, that comes to mind. Uh, Sammy Brown's going to take his first official visit to Clemson that first week in June. And a lot of folks are going to think, oh, wow, that, does that tell the world something? Is, that, is Clemson getting his first one? Well, really the reason behind that, Sammy tells me, is Clemson's only going to have one week of official visits in June. And if you want to have an official visit with Clemson in June, that's the week to do it. And I'd look for schools like maybe Oklahoma. Georgia will probably get that second weekend in June official visit uh, for the five-star linebacker, the nation's number number one linebacker in the class. Also, while we're mentioning Sammy Brown, congratulations to Sammy. Not only is he a 4.0 GPA plus, not only has he never made a B, not only is he uh, a an All-American football player, a five-star on the football field. He just won his second consecutive Georgia uh, GHSA State Wrestling Championship. Get him on the track in the spring. He's going to try and set the new Jefferson High School record uh, of Malachi Starks. Uh, Sammy's going to go try and go lower than 10-7, 10-8 this year in the 100 meters. So a kid is the All-American athlete. Number three, let's put up three fingers. Not quite the fourth quarter, but the third part of our big five. That's a Deuce Robinson update. Guys, we got to talk about Deuce each and every week. Um, still think that decision is going to come before April 1st. That's what he has shared. That's what he said. There's no certain hard deadline, but he looks to have his college figured out by April the 1st. Gotten some comments, gotten some questions about a recent crystal ball uh, to USC from Deuce Robinson. I'll just say I think it's premature for any sort of crystal ball action right now regarding Deuce Robinson. Uh, you got to remember, that young man has not taken visits in quite a while. USC is a school that he had not visited uh, since last summer, I believe. Georgia got an official visit in September for the Kent State game. Georgia-USC really seemed like, throw Texas in there as well. Those are the schools that really seem like uh, they're going to have a lot of action down the stretch. Of course, 
when schools open up, you know, a guy like Deuce Robinson can also make a visit, uh, take a visit as well anytime he wants. But he has said that he will sign and will look to be assimilated with a team uh, somewhere as they go through, uh, you know, team conditioning and report dates in summer and June and those type of workouts uh, for Deuce Robinson. Also, guys, he does definitely want to play uh, pro baseball and pro football at the same time. If you're not familiar with that story, we have to kind of recap that every week because it's such a unique story. And right now it looks like pro baseball draft might be the most likely scenario for Deuce along with college football, uh, more so than college baseball. Um, the fourth item, you guys are not going to like me on this one, but I think uh, we're going to see a market correction here a little bit with the Georgia class, number one in the country by far for 2024. I won't say it's specifically as bad news on the horizon. I'll just say I look at that commitment list right now. I look at the list of Georgia 2024 commits, and to me, certainly feels like a couple of those names are not long-term names. They're going to stick in the class for a certain amount of time or will sign during the early period or the traditional period uh, in February for the dogs. I mean, sooner or later, this class, which is really just gangbusters taking off, um, exploding, you know, if you want to think about it's soaring high right now. I think it's going to come back down to earth a little bit. Do I think they'll lose the number one ranking? No, because I know a lot of good players are also going to join the class as well. But I think you're going to see some names, and some of them are quite logical, given some recent decisions and some recent commitments um, made in the class, where you'll see a couple of those names peel off um, in the short term. Um, fifth thing I want to talk about, and it is finally, it's probably one of my rights of winter. I wouldn't call it Groundhog Day for a recruiting reporter, but I'll say finally we get to see some of these players work. Uh, this weekend, uh, actually, middle schoolers are going on Saturday. High school guys will go on Sunday. That's the Under Armour Atlanta Regional. It will be the first uh, camp um, of really of the evaluation on the national circuit. There'll be a lot of guys coming into Carrollton High School um, from a couple of states. You'll see Alabama, you'll see Tennessee, you'll see Georgia, Florida, South Carolina. Of course, there's one the following week in Orlando. But this weekend, you're going to see a lot of Georgia guys. Sokovi White's a guy, the Georgia commitment tells me he will be there. Uh, Sokovi's a guy that's going to work some at cornerback and defensive back this weekend, as well as receiver. Uh, the four-star athlete out of Cass High School just wants to show he can do a lot. Um, a lot on both sides of the ball. Uh, really looking forward to seeing him work. And guys, this is kind of the that camp where young people really assert themselves and they start climbing up the leaderboard. You'll see a lot of Georgia's top targets there. And I, for Dog Nation, will be there to cover it all on Sunday as well. I'll be back from Mickey Mouse land uh, in Orlando in a short family vacation uh, by then. But that Under Armour camp is usually very big. You get to see guys. I remember Broderick Jones stepping out and showing out, showing out Jamal Jarrett last year was a guy that had to go to that camp to show folks that he was actually a defensive tackle early on in his recruiting uh, February, March of a year ago. Um, guys, those are your kind of five normal things. One big thing that kind of stood out to me over the last couple of days is I saw a name you'll see as we go through our slides, we go through our top targets and our graphics each and every week. But DeMello Jones, we mentioned him earlier about setting an official visit to Georgia. DeMello dropped the top 10. The dogs are in there. Alabama and Georgia are a couple of schools that seem to be recruiting him very hard. Those are actually his first two official visits, he has said as well. But right now, let's start off our uh, slides. The first one, 
It's really simple, guys. The 2023 class, Georgia still has one name left out there. That's Deuce Robinson, the five-star tight end. Folks, I say this over and over. He's ranked as a tight end. I think his quickest and most um, his quickest impact at college football at the Saturday level. I'll think it'll be at his wide receiver, and he'll have to work his way as a tight end. He's a guy that would be a huge matchup in single coverage on some jump balls or some fade balls, a really big red zone weapon, or just get a guy isolated in single coverage and going to be very hard to very hard to check Deuce Robinson. Number two, our second thing is our recruiting breakdown. We started doing this last week for the 2024 class. This is what I do. I try to take an old school Polaroid from 10,000 feet up about how the Georgia 2024 class looks right now. Right now it has 10 commitments. It ranks number one nationally by far. I think Georgia could lose a couple of commitments and still rank number one nationally just based off the strength of this class right now. Six guys are on offense, four on defense, four in-state, six out-of-state, two five-star commits. Both of those are on defense. Five top 50 commits, four of those are on defense. Top 100, this is where it evens out a little bit compared to last year's class. They have four offensive commitments and four defensive commitments that are both rated among the nation's uh, top 100 commits, and they have nine top 150 commits and five of those guys, actually the majority, are on offense. Seven commitments are in the SEC footprint. Uh, three or beyond. One offensive player is among the top five highest rated commitments. That's tied in Landon Thomas. Right now, a lot of people are wondering about Landon Thomas. Will he stay in the class? I think he's a guy that you'll see maybe some visits from him, which which I think we a lot of folks would like a lot better than perhaps that follow Georgia than an outright decommitment. But I think he still wants to see some more schools, maybe uh, the news with Todd Monk in there makes him want to take another lap around to be sure. Uh, he's been steadfastly committed to Georgia, I think, since prior to last season. I think he committed last summer uh, to Georgia, and he was a guy that committed and never visited anywhere. So be very interesting to see how much of a school like FSU uh, tries to catch his attention. Georgia currently has four commitments in this class within the state of Georgia. And then this is something I think some readers and viewers have told me they like. Look at this class breakdown there. Uh, one quarterback, two running backs right now, two wide receivers right now. If you see a star next to these names, that's because these guys are a top 100 national recruit. Landon Thomas, that's one of those five stars right there. Uh, go through the list. No interior offensive lineman. No guy, nobody on the offensive line or defensive yet line yet. That's perfectly normal. Georgia likes to establish who the best trench players are in the class by the work they get to see with them on the hoof, uh, mano a mano. Good on good in summer camps in June. Uh, one linebacker commitment. That was a recent guy, Demarcus Reddick, out of Alabama, who picked up his fifth star. Cornerback, uh, uh, five-star uh, Ellis Robinson as well. Most recent Georgia commitment on National Signing Day for the 2023 class. He was a big one. Four-star Jalen A.P. Hayward and safety. Four-star Peyton Woodyard. Look at those guys right now. Now, top targets time, guys. This would be version, I think, 2.4. Uh, we've been doing that since last November. Got a new couple of wrinkles here right now. Number one, we kind of felt uh, we needed to go one more name on this list uh, to kind of give a scope of what we're looking at. Uh, number 11 is Dylan Stevenson. That's the new name out of Columbus High School in Miami, Florida. Don't know if you guys saw it on social media recently, but Dylan is running track. 6'4", 235. He's a top 10 edge out of Miami, Florida. Guy that really, really, really um, Georgia, I think Georgia really likes a lot, and I think there's strong mutual interest there as well. New name on the list is DeMello Jones, 
Uh, we mentioned him a couple times in the show. He has set his top ten as well. One thing I will remember from January when the Georgia coaches could be out on the road is DeMello Jones had like four or five, I believe, Georgia coaches come to see him, watch him at a basketball game uh, this uh, winter back in January, and he's getting recruited by basically almost the entire staff right now. Number nine is Sammy Brown. Georgia Clemson feels like that right there. Number eight is Aaron Butler out of Calabasas, California. Some folks feel that this young man will eventually be an NIL recruitment. To me, I had a good conversation with him recently, and Aaron Butler basically tells me that he's looking at the NFL money, not so much NIL money. Georgia has really impressed him. Fran Brown was recruiting him to begin with, and now Brian McClendon, BMAC, is recruiting him as well. Aaron Butler really didn't mind the uh, the transition from Todd Munkin to Mike Bobo, Aaron Butler, told me that um, when you look at things right there, he likes the credentials for Mike Bobo uh, as offensive coordinator at Georgia. Number seven, Colin Simmons. Folks, that's going to be a terrifically um, arduous, daunting recruitment there. Everybody's going to want the nation's number one edge. LSU is the team I will continue to bring up. Papa Afua out of O'Day High School in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Polynesian player here, Afua, has taken, already taken three to four visits to Georgia. I would look for him to visit Georgia again uh, during the early part of the spring. Daniel Calhoun, enough said. You guys know all about Daniel Calhoun today with all that intel. Number four, Mike Matthews, two-sport player out of Parkview High School, an electric wide receiver, uh, to say the least. K.J. Bolden, uh, rated there as a safety Folks, Georgia would go bonkers in the safety class if they could add Bolden to Woodyard to a, a, to AP Hayward as well, Jalen Hayward. That would be a lot of safety stacked up there with what they took in Janel Aguero the previous year. Uh, Dylan Riola, everybody knows Dylan Riola. Uh, you see some talk right now about you know what's happening with Georgia with Munkin news and also the Bobo news. I think Georgia's going to be in a good spot there and a good spot to get a visit as well during the spring as well. Nebraska, USC, those were the schools he has, re- he has visited most recently. Remember, guys, Rayola was, Rayola was there at the national championship game against TCU. There's a connection there with Matthew Stafford, but he has not been on campus to check out Georgia since the Kentucky game in the 2021 season, and that's a way where Georgia can get really, really make the biggest impact possible is with an on-campus visit. Number one, Edric Houston out of Buford High School. Guys, he's going to stay there. I think he is a unique prospect. He was a wrestler. He's not wrestling this year because of a labrum. Did you guys see, uh, came out on social media, everybody was talking about Edric Houston, 265-ish pounds, went below 55 seconds running the 400 in February. He runs the 400 for Buford High School. He runs the 4 by 400 Folks, we do not see that at all. Edric Houston, you see some of the national services. I think Rivals now has him as the number three overall prospect in the country. In my, in my opinion, that's a guy Georgia simply is a must-sign or as close as a must-sign the dogs can have in this class. Uh, now, just off the list, we got some more names right here. Uh, recent addition is Chauncey uh, Bowen's right there. Benjamin School, North Palm, Palm Beach, Florida. He is currently a Florida commitment, a three-star, four-star running back. But, guys, he ran a 10-8 at 215, 220 pounds in the 100. Uh, 10.85, I believe, recently in track season. Uh, Chauncey is currently committed to the Florida Gators, so everybody out there loves a good 
uh, Georgia trying to wrestle a key uh, running back commitment away from the Gators. Heaven Brown Schuler, that's the All-American out of pace. Uh, DeAndre Carter, Matter Day High School, Santa Ana, California. New name to show right here, B.J. Gibson out of Wilcox County, a wide receiver out of Rochelle. Um, that's a guy was once a UT baseball commitment, but feels like that guy right there has the skill set Georgia would like to have or would look for in the 2024 class at wide receiver. Uh, unranked edge C.J. Jackson, you guys remember him, his story? Uh, didn't have any offers, finally got offered by Georgia late last year, and then he will um, just recently picked up a four-star offer from Rivals.com as well. So it says unranked by its name, but that's where it is on the composite. Cam McHale, another down south Georgia boy out of Statesboro, Georgia. That's a guy that I I think Georgia really likes the potential of what he can be as a long athlete, a long defensive back. Got some of those Javon Buller type player, ways wired type vibes there as well. Cam Pringle, he seems like he seems like an anchor commitment right now for South Carolina. Georgia's uh, that's an offensive tackle. He's trying to build a class at South Carolina. Still kind of deserves that off the list mention there for Georgia for a while. Five star Justin Scott out of Saint Saint Ignatius in Chicago. Um, says USC there, but he is not a USC commitment there at all. Um, Justin Scott is a guy that you look at him right now, we talked about how lean the defensive linemen were right now in the class, and that's one of those guys that's going to give Georgia a visit. Georgia, Jordan, Georgia is also involved with Jordan Seaton. I believe he's the number one offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman, in the country right now. I'd look for him to take another visit to Georgia. Dylan Stewart, guy that was there for the national championship celebration, he had been on the uh, Georgia uh, top targets list here around number nine or number 10 for the last couple of weeks. He, he dips just a little bit. You, see, you hear a lot and read a lot about Dylan Stewart with South Carolina right now as well. Uh, Jalouis Solomon out of uh, Schley County, Georgia. Malachi Tolliver, we mentioned him earlier. I'm going to already scheduled his official visit to Georgia for the second weekend of June. And four-star offensive lineman Fletcher Westfall out of Leesburg, Virginia. Guys, those are your top targets. Those are those guys that we feel are kind of in the periphery or on the bubble or just kind of surrounding um, the guys that we feel would be a good fit for the class or guys that Georgia's interested in they're interested in in Georgia as well. They would feel a certain depth chart need. And guys, what we're going to do right now is we have a special intro here. One of the things we, we were able to call out of the bullpen this week, get Connor Riley to be a guest producer, and I thought, you know what? That man, Riley, knows a lot about the Georgia football team, knows a lot about what's going on around. wondered what he had to know. What do you have a question or two about Georgia football, Georgia football recruiting? Why don't we hear from Connor Riley right here joining us inside the studio here on Before the Hedges. Yeah, Jeff, a real pleasure to be on with you this afternoon or evening whenever you are watching this. <laughs> So, first question, spring practice coming up for Georgia in a few weeks. You obviously know this 2023 recruiting class better than anybody here. Uh, 18 early enrollees will be taking part in spring practice for the first time. Of those 18, short term, who is the guy we're going to hear the most about during, and let's keep this to just the confines of the month of April uh, and March as well. Who's going to be the guy we hear the most about in spring practice in this 2023 class? It's a good question. First of all, I'm going to feel like the guy on the golf course when we're we're playing and we're playing around, and maybe we got some stakes involved or whatever. I'm going to feel like the guy that's going to take the pars all day and end up with a lower score. I wish that were true in my real golf game, but 
I think the name you got to think about when you think about the biggest short-term impact is my mind goes, who's most likely to grab a starting position out of this um, 2023 signing class? And it's a guy that won't even be there yet, Connor, and that's uh, the kicker, Peyton Woodyard. You know, uh, you know, Peyton Woodring, excuse me. Everybody's going to mix that up. Connor, you even said you're going to mix that, mix that up. But it, this is Peyton, uh, the kicker out of Louisiana. He, sets, he, held, he, hold the, uh, he set the state record in Louisiana with a 60-yard field goal, if you guys can believe that. He'll be coming in later in the summer. But I think that job at kicker is wide open. I know Jared Zirkel has announced on social media that he will be coming back. But that's a wide-open job there for kicker. And I, <clears throat> I think what stands out there for Peyton is he's a guy that really – can excel on kickoffs and also be a great guy, a field goal specialist as well. That's a guy that sounds really sporty to say right now, but I don't, Connor, to be honest, the guy that you're going to hear about turning heads or whatever, there's probably two. There's Jordan Big Baby Hall. I'd expect him to have a 2023 season. It looks a lot in terms of impact of the year Michael Williams had for Georgia in 2022. Yeah, that's big time, but I think Big Baby is all about all, the, all that, and he will be uh, – much, much appreciated by Dog Nation once they start watching him play. The other name, the other name, I really can't see a way, Connor, they keep him off the field is C.J. Allen. You hear guys raving about him behind the scenes as a guy that's the star of maybe January and February if a guy can be like that. Just the way the young man is wired. My favorite story to tell about C.J. Allen is if you asked him where he wanted to be when he was 10, 11 years old, what was his dream uh, for his college future? He would have probably said a Georgia Bulldog, and he's living out his dream right now. And, man, Connor, what I've learned is you can get a guy that talented to come and and play for Georgia that's also an All-American, that also cares about being a dog that much, and it means something for him to be in Athens, and it's not just a three-year way station on the way to the NFL. I think that's a huge recipe to succeed. So those are the names that pop up for me. Yeah, C.J. Allen is the name for me as well. You already heard Kirby Smart talk about him after the national championship game. Two other guys to just keep an eye on because I think they're going to get a lot of run in spring practice. They play the same position, Pierce Sperlin and Lawson Lucky, and in part because Georgia really only has four tight ends. They've seen four tight ends leave this program, and one of those guys, Brock Bowers, you know, I'm going to try and work on this story during the spring, but you don't need to see anything from him. You don't need to, you know, get him extra reps. You know exactly what you have in him, but there's a lot of unknown behind that. And, and Georgia's going to ask at certain points this year for Pierce Sperling and Lawson Lucky to come in and play and, and be a meaningful role in this offense. Now, obviously, I think it's going to not be quite as tight end heavy as this past year, in part just because I think what Darnell Washington did was so unique that it sort of allowed and forced Georgia to play that way. And I don't think that while Oscar Delp is a great player and is going to do good things at Georgia, he's not Darnell Washington. Washington. Uh, I'm really interested in seeing the run that Sperlin and Lucky get this spring. Uh, and, and then our, our second question, again, similarly, we're going to stick to the 2023 guys, guys that are coming in long term. Let you know, NFL Combine is coming up next week uh, up there in Indianapolis. Dog Nation will be there. Who is the guy three years from now? We're getting ready in this 2023 recruiting class, and we're talking about him as one of the not only the stars of the combine, but a guy who is also going to be a number one overall pick, or not necessarily a number one overall pick, but a first round draft pick type player. Yeah, there's a couple guys there. It's kind of full of some freaks like there that can do things like that. I think Damon Wilson, or that's a guy that jumps off. But man, you know, and Georgia fans are going to love to see what Roderick Robinson looks like in about two seasons when he's kind of the bell cow running back. He did so very well at. Um, he did so very well at Georgia, um, excuse me, in high school when he played through a hamstring, uh, can catch the ball a little bit, but can really run well between the tackles. And he played 
hurt as about as well as you can imagine somebody leading his team to a state championship. I think the name that folks will think about, Combine Warrior, a guy that's just going to blow away the Combine. I think linebacker Raylan Wilson is a good long-term pick. Uh, 6'1", 220. His dad played in the NFL. His late father, Robert Wilson, played in the NFL. 10-9-1 in the 100 in his junior season, uh, Connor. That's kind of unheard of for a lot of backers for the, what they'll be able to do. He's a coverage backer. He can turn and cover. Just going to have to wait his turn a little bit to see um, see how things fall out with a linebacker room. Because at Georgia, you're going to have to wait a while at linebacker the way they've been recruiting. I think another name that probably we need to mention is a guy that will probably drift to the radar, and you'll hear beat writers talking about him a lot on that topic, is Janelle Aguero. He is a guy that I think that second safety spot or at least second team reps at the other safety spot are going to come kind of free for somebody that shows they can do it. Janelle can run. Janelle can hit. Janelle can cover. And he's very, very physical. And I think he'll show early on special teams that he's ready for some big-time snaps. He's been through the IMG Academy experience, so those guys are definitely a lot more seasoned, a lot more ready to play right away. And I think I think those are the names. I love your tight end picks there a little bit. I think Lawson is a guy that probably feels more ready, and everybody needs to know because he's played tight end more. He's more comfortable with it. Pierce Sperling will have a learning curve. I think he'll get it, but I don't think it will be as instant as it will be for Lawson Lucky. The other thing, you nailed it. I think Georgia likes to put its best football players out there, and 12 personnel made a lot of sense with Darnell Washington out there, but they don't have another Darnell Washington, especially in certain looks. So they'll try to move in some other names. I think long-term, maybe the two guys that we want to slap ourselves if we don't at least mention the name, Tyler Williams and also Yazid Haynes. I think those two guys at receiver, this has got to be the class where Georgia catches some lightning or catches a little bit more lightning at the receiver position. And for me, those are the two two names that jump really right out at me. I would agree there. Also, maybe one guy, again, more long-term than short-term, Samuel Mpemba is just a freak show athlete, learning the outside linebacker position. He played all over the field growing uh, growing up, played tight end, really didn't transition to that outside linebacker edge rusher spot until later in his high school career. But he's a guy who I think if he gets the time needed to mature in this system and can put it all together – is going to be a very, very appealing uh, NFL draft prospect three, four years down the line if he gets to and goes through the full sort of Georgia machine in terms of getting guys ready for the next level. It's probably a pretty beautiful sight to think about, a golden sight to think about, guys. Instead of like maybe some of the names Georgia has filled in in certain areas, can you imagine a defense that's going to have a Janelle Aguero and a Malachi Starks Perhaps it's safety. Maybe you got Damon Wilson and Marvin Jones rotating, rushing in off the edge. Maybe Samuel Mpemba is that other defensive end on the other side that maybe a guy like Tramel Walthor has played. You'd have you know Bear, Bear Alexander in the middle. You'd have Jordan Big Baby Hall. You'd have Kristen Miller. You'd have a lot of dudes that can really play some football uh, interior-wise as well. Let's not forget Jamal Jarrett as well. Can't believe we had an in-depth conversation preview of 2023s and didn't really talk about Jamal. I don't think there's another play on the Georgia roster quite like Jamal as being that zero-tech gap filler whatever. So, guys, this is what Before the Hedges has been about right now. We're in the studio. We're trying to sound fancy. Trying to bring up you a lot. We had 2024 scattered, smothered, and covered. We had some 2023 recruiting class preview, spring practice talk there with Connor Riley as well. Uh, this Before the Hedges has been brought to you by Kroger. I'm Jeff Sintel. That has been your intel. Everybody be well out there. Have yourself a good week. We'll be back next week on Before the Hedges. We'll be throwing a lot of coverage your way next week with the Under Armour camp, what we learned, what we saw, pictures, videos, and all that. I'm Jeff Sintel. Thank you for joining us again on Before the Hedges. Brought to you by Kroger.
we'll see you later. Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.